Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a Tuesday, hanging out next four hours. Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you. The countdown is on. Super Bowl Sunday, the countdown is on to a week in Las Vegas. We'll kick off our Radio Row coverage beginning on Monday, less than a week away. We uh, we welcome any of your your tips and advice for for Vegas too. I'm curious. Haven't to you see. been to Vegas like ten times in your life? Yeah, but I still want to hear other people. What advice do you need? I'm going to ask Vinny. Vinny Pasquatino is going to join us in 30 minutes. Yeah, I I feel like I got a good you know, a good grasp of Las Vegas, but you never know. I haven't been out there in three and a half years. You know, things change, Cody. Wow, the, sphere, the sphere was under construction the last time I was there. Man, I, I want to see the sphere. I, I do want to see that. I haven't been at Allegiant Stadium before. So yeah, if anybody's been to any of these sites that, that are new in the last three years, please let us know what to expect. Vegas does change a lot in three years. No doubt. They just like demolish entire well, they, skyscrapers and, and build different ones in that amount and, of time. And like what, what's what, that hotel that they were building for like 30 years that they finally found? Fountain Blue. Yeah. Fountain Blue. That's, yeah, uh, that's the one. The one with like, like Tom Brady and everybody was standing near. Yes. It's a very uh, high end, table. Very high end hotel. But yeah, oh. it was it was half done for a little while and now it's actually now it's actually complete. And then there's some hotels that after the Super Bowl in March Madness, they're demolishing. So like tro- Tropicana, if you're if you happen to be going there to watch the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and you're fortunate enough to go. And you're staying there, you'll be one of the last few people to stay. They're they're gonna tear down the Tropicana for the Oakland A's Stadium. Oh, and I've stayed at the Tropicana before. It's it's all right. It's on the Strip. It is what it is. But like, yeah, they're tearing that thing down after March Madness. I don't know. I I must not be overly picky because I've stayed in a lot of different hotels of different quality, and they all kind of just seem like hotels. Like just as long as it's not a no offense, Super Eight or something, they're all just kind of hotels. Like, I've stayed in different levels of nice, and I'm like, yeah, it's got beds and an end table and a place to plug my phone in, and here are some complimentary I mean, soaps. I don't know that I notice a very – I don't know that I notice a tangible difference, if that makes sense. I mean, there, in Vegas, at least, there is definitely some that are more like others, and there's like there's, I mean, there's a step up. I mean, if you stay at the Luxor and then you go and stay at Caesars Palace, I mean, there, there is a clear difference between the two. But now the Luxor and the Tropicana – uh, you know, like circus, circus. I would say they're all very comparable. Each one's a little bit. Someone's different. already giving advice. They say Gordon Ramsay burger in Hollywood is reasonably priced and amazing. Yeah, Planet Hollywood. Paris and Orchard have great table prices. Utilize the underground Tesla loop. I don't think I've done that before. I have not done that. I'm interested though. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking on the text line, can they visit Radio Row? I, I don't know the answer. In Miami, it was actually open to the public, but in Phoenix, it was not. So I, uh, I don't have a good answer for you on that. I know the fan It experience, used to always be open, but post-COVID, yeah, I'm not so sure the, you can see it anymore. The fan experience, if you're going during the week and you want to go to where you know they do like the 40-yard dash and you can see the Lombardi Trophy and all that kind of stuff, that is also going to be at Mandalay Bay, is my understanding, but which is where Radio Row is, but I think they still will have the areas separated we'll have more details according on that to this article Monday. there is no public or fan access go. to the media center media row radio row at super 
and at the, okay. the Super Bowl in Vegas. Okay, yep. so you go to the fan experience part, but yeah, they'll have it blocked off for the Arabian Row. But anyway, we have, we'll have some we'll plenty more news uh, for those of you that are making it out. We, we've got some stuff in the works. Uh, we'll have more details on that going forward. But let, let's talk a little bit about, unfortunately, a, a player that the Chiefs are not going to have, and, and that was a bummer to see later uh, in the day yesterday after we got off the air. Charles Amenahue, who has been just sensational for them since coming back from the suspension. And he's torn his ACL and he is obviously done for this game. And there's next year trickle down effect too, which really sucks on top of it. feel bad for the guy. He's been awesome. And he was going to play against his old team, which, you know, that was going to add a little bit extra to, to, to this game for him. And instead he's going to unfortunately be just in a warm-up gear, you know, in, in a track jacket or something standing on the sideline. It's a massive loss for the chiefs. It's just as big as the Willie Gay one, because Again, you need pass rush in big games in order to win Super Bowls. And Charles Aminahue, their defense was good in the early part of the year. It's been good all year. I'm not I'm not trying to pretend like it's not. They did go to a slightly, like, they took a slight tick up even further when Aminahue came in. You can't ignore a guy who had seven sacks in 11 games and had a strip sack in the AFC title game on a quarterback who hadn't fumbled the ball since Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I think it's a big loss for the Chiefs. I think it requires step up of some of the names you'd be familiar with. Like, okay, Dana, you're going to have to play a little bit more. I think probably more than anyone, Turk Wharton, you're going to have to play a little bit more. Malik Herring, you're going to have to play a little bit more. But is this not a good opportunity for 10 to 12 pass rush specific snaps for our guy, Felix Anudike Uzama? Like, take him out of the, hey, you got to play contain, and maybe it's a run or a pass, and throw him in there in pass specific situations and say, Hey, you just got to beat that dude in front of you. That's all we're asking you to do. Beat that one man, and then we can have a talk. Yeah, I mean, so when they did not have Chris Jones early in the season, or even when Chris Jones was active but was still getting back to full speed, when Charles he was suspended the first six weeks, that is the few times that Felix did play. He had the half sack yeah. uh, against Jacksonville. And so then after that, his snaps went down because they got guys back, they got guys healthy and all that. So he has played very, very little post-healthy Chris Jones, post-suspension, coming back from suspension, Charles Amenahue. And I think you're right. Like It's more likely Turk Warden, Mike Dana, Malik Herring, their snaps are going to go up in this game. But Felix Amnidiki Uzama is probably active now. I, I think he will be based I off think that. So, yeah. and if that's the case, yeah, you're talking about can you have a couple impactful snaps? That's it. That's what you're asking Can for. You the, the, pass good, rusher, the good the, news the is line once. the good news is they got two weeks to get him going again. You know, like I, I'm sure they've been working behind the scenes technique. He's a very raw prospect. I think we've sure. all discussed that. So another two weeks though to know if that that he's going to actually get some playing time. You know, it's not like hey, they got to play in four days and now he's back. You know, they got two weeks. Get him up. You know, continue. When he was to work active up. a good chunk of the year. It's not like yeah. it's only come postseason time that he starts being a healthy scratch. Yeah. So look, I, I, Charles Mitty's a big loss. Is a big, big loss. He's been sensational. He's the guy that got the strip sack of Lamar Jackson. He's been awesome for this team. So uh, nobody should downplay his role. But I, I do think they've got multiple pieces in that spot that can step up. And, yeah, you, you'd like to see if, if Felix can give you eight to ten snaps, as you said, and can he have a couple impactful snaps and and, and see where, where you go from there. Um, and that'll be one of the guys on opening night, media night, uh, on Monday night out in Vegas that, that'll be interesting to talk to, actually. Yeah, and I hope, you know, like obviously for his sake, you hope that he gets to at least enjoy the ride, sit on a bus for a Super Bowl parade, hypothetically, or all those things. Have they said when the parade would be? Have we started well, that conversation yet? It's always on Wednesday. Has been, yeah. It's always a Wednesday thing. I mean, to this point, it has been. I don't have any... I mean, uh, why would they change it? I don't know. Probably not. It's They're definitely just used not to the day point. after, and it's usually not the second day. So the only thing would be leave it later in the week. What, a, what a nice treat for us for Valentine's Day. Spend, spend it together as a city. That's Wednesday, right? 
the 11th, 12th, 13th. That's Valentine's Day. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Monday the 12th. Yeah. You don't have to get your wife anything. You can just take her to the parade. What a nice treat. Is that your you. is that your plan? I don't have any plan. We're going to be gone for a whole week. <laughs> but you'll be back in town. I have zero <laughs> Valentine's Day plans. I'll just be honest with you. I have purchased nothing. I have made no dinner plans. I have no current. I, I, feel I have like- no current Valentine's Day plans at all, period. So she's listening to this. She will also know that. We're a 50-50 I feel Something like happens on Valentine's Day anyway. But I feel like still. you would owe her even more this Valentine's Day. You're, she's yeah. going to be with the kids yeah. by herself for a full week while you're partying in Las Vegas for a week, you know? And then you're going to come back and you're not going to have anything planned for Valentine's Day. I, I feel like you got This is uh. to be your prime spot. This goes for you too, Drew. So we owe more? I, I feel like you're, yeah, you're, I mean, you, your wife's going to be with the kids, but still, Drew's wife's going to be by herself for a week. I feel like this Valentine's Day mm. is actually the one where you really got to make up for it. It is kind of funny. My brother's going to be in town during during the parade, uh, during wow. Valentine's. He, he is flying in on the 12th. I said, just so oh. you know, it might be really busy at the airport. Yeah. Now, someone on the text line claims because of Valentine's Day, maybe the parade gets bumped to Thursday. We'll worry about the parade later. OK, we'll worry, we'll get there. It, uh, do it, they yes, really bump course. Super Bowl parade for <laughs> Valentine's Day? I, I'm just reading the text. That'd be man. Interesting. I just read the text. Huh. I have no idea. It's always been on a Wednesday. That's a good problem to have. But I tell you what, this show's going to make you a promise that if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and the parades on Valentine's Day, we are going to provide you a Super Bowl related Valentine's Day card that you can send to your loved one. You know, I think that's the least that this show could do. Maybe we'll even hand them out at the parade in a big box, which is like the red heart lollipop, so that you're at least semi covered for part of your Valentine's Day needs. You know, might not get it all done. But at least it could head you in the right direction. Anyway, back to the Charles <laughs> and Minnie thing as we got sidetracked for just a minute. I mean, I, I really think that you're probably the, – the good news about this injury is like anything else. You and I both know they couldn't afford to lose Kelsey or Rasheed Rice or even to a point, I think, like Snead and McDuffie and those guys would be a real big challenge. The defensive line is a by-committee thing anyway, and the 49ers' offensive line is – Trent Williams is amazing, and everyone else is pretty good. Doesn't mean the Chiefs still can't get pressure without him. It's definitely a loss, but this is where having the league's best secondary really helps you. Yeah, yeah, they go hand in hand. The one part, though, I think is a bit of a stretch is any suggestion, and it's a small group of people, and I don't know if it's just people love nostalgia, but the Frank Clark suggestion, you you don't need to go back down that road for, for a two-week run here. You don't need to do that. That was a, The first text was, what about Frank Clark? And, it, and that's not the only person. You know, I, I saw that a lot yesterday. I think his play this year has shown us that, unfortunately, for a guy we loved in Kansas City, he's he's probably at the point of the end of his career. He, he was in Denver, couldn't get on the field. Got signed by Seattle, couldn't get on the field. Didn't really do anything for either team, and he's been a free agent ever since he got cut. So, no, I, I don't think you, you go with you go with the guys in-house that have been part of this team the entire season. You know, if this was week nine and you knew that you found out Charles yeah. and he was done for the whole year, different Or you could have called Dunlap yeah. or any of the other guys who were just, like, floating exactly. around. Absolutely. No, it's it's too late in the game to uh, to add a, a veteran at this point. So I think as much as we love nostalgic and the great story that that would be, and Chris Jones would be thrilled and the locker room would be thrilled. No, you, you got your first round pick that should be able to handle eight or 10 snaps if needed. You got Malik Herring. You got Turk Ward. You got Mike Dan. Th- those are the guys that you lean on, not not Frank Clark off the street. Someone is suggesting why not over on Twitch says you should take them out before you go out of town, right? So 
Well, get you, a you sitter. Could, you better do that this Friday. Then. Yeah, I was going to say, get a sitter on like Friday we're, or Saturday we're, night. We're leaving Sunday morning, so you better do that Friday or Saturday, man, if that's the plan. I could probably get a sitter for Friday. There you go. Maybe you should do that. You know, your wife's going to do the, do the, the early Valentine's Day. Is that the move? I don't know. I All I know is she's handling business back home for a full week without you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I know. It's definitely, definitely going to. It's not great. I'll say that. I got invited to some stuff like the Saturday after we get back, and I was like, I thought about it for a minute. I was like, that sounds like kind of fun. I was like, no, no, stop it. You can't be doing that. Can't be getting out of town, doing all this post-Super Bowl stuff, and then being like, well, I'll see you in a week, after the week that I was gone. This is a tough one, you know? You got to be careful. By the way, do we need to do – it's been a long time on this show since we oh. did a 610 investigation. We've now received a second email from somebody in this building who's requesting a returned MacBook charger. Oh, it does say second request. Let me just ask real quick. Did either request. of you borrow the MacBook charger? <laughs> no. Okay. Did not. Do we need to do a 610 investigation for whoever did? No, because it's not our Possibly it's, it's, borrow. It's not even our station, though. If it was our station, absolutely. But it's not. It's a sister station of ours. It's, uh, it's, it's not our station, you know? Otherwise, we'd start having to, to really get to the bottom if of it. If this was Specs Charger, you yeah. think you'd be on it? Yeah, it has nothing to do with our station, so we're good. Okay. A lot of people probably ignored that email anyway. Cody trying to plan Valentine's Day stuff for listeners, but not his yeah. own wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There's time. We've also been together for you know a really long time. Listeners and I have only been together for like five years. Wife and I have been together for more than 20. We're fine. We got, you know. I don't think she was so after, so after 20 years, she just don't need to do it. <laughs> so after 20 years, like, screw it. Don't need to do anything anymore. I'm just telling you right now, Valentine's Day was never a hev- heavily celebrated holiday in this house anyway. Mm. We were hit or miss. Every, it wasn't like my wife doesn't love Valentine's Day and wished we did something every year. Yeah. Sometimes we do something. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we get gifts for each other. Sometimes we don't. Maybe she doesn't even have a gift for me. Her she gift again. Once again, she's watching the kids for a full week That's without right. you, man. No, I don't. She doesn't have to give me. She's, she's got the kids for a full week. That yeah. seems like that's a that, that she's letting you. No, I mean not letting you. You have to for work, but like you're gonna be in Vegas for a week. So I think I think you're. Uh, she is good on that. And all right, well, let's talk about something that uh, I I think based off of the performance on Sunday. Uh, is somewhat fair, but maybe it's gone overboard, which is discussing how Lamar Jackson played against this Chiefs defense. Because we, we spent plenty of time yesterday praising Steve Spagnuolo, yeah. justifiably so. Uh, in Spags We Trust, right? The shirts that Justin Reed is selling and everything for $65.50. Steve. Um, I want to get to that later. <laughs> Steve. Um, but so the defensive game plan was incredible. But I've seen a lot of Lamar Jackson choked. Lamar Jackson choked in that game and all that. Do you think he actually did? Because... The way we discussed the potential spot he could put himself in with the win would have put him in the running to be right behind as the number two guy yeah. in the AFC and in the NFL, maybe. And so it was a letdown and an opportunity. He did not step up to the plate. But how much was it just that the Chiefs have done this to, to teams all year? Yeah, I understand that. But I've watched Josh Allen and Joe Burrow play in football games against him, and they didn't choke. I've seen Josh Allen play incredible and still lose. I've seen Joe Burrow beat him. Lamar Jackson rolled in and turned the ball over multiple times. He no-showed an AFC title game, man. No-showed. You don't get to just not appear in a game of that importance and still be like, well, he deserves to be in the conversation. Again, once we start kicking around the possibility of who it is they're going to, you know, like who really threatens them, we can do it. But right now, Lamar Jackson would be behind Burrow and Allen for me. 
Like, yeah, once we're re-ranking the AFC threats because yeah. of the way he played, because of the fact he choked in that game. Yeah, because when Josh Allen has lost to Patrick Mahomes, usually it's not because of Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen has had stellar performances, whether it was a 13-second drive or even this, this past game that he played. He still was pretty damn good for the most part. Uh, obviously, you talk about... Uh, Joe Burrow, who beat Patrick Mahomes in an AFC title game. So clearly he, you know, he, he played in that. I know quarterbacks, yeah. it's, we can't get too much in the win-loss stats and all that. But Lamar Jackson had crucial turnovers this last go. I, I don't know if it's so much as choked or it's just one of those where like choking is one thing or just he's not as good as we. <laughs> there's a certain point where is he as good as the other guys we've discussed. I know it's so it weird because weird. he's a two-time MVP winner. So like from a, just a pure talent perspective, he is up there in that regard. But I mean, he just... In the biggest game, man, he melted. Like, his playoff win. Like, we talked about all the playoff winning he didn't do. In the playoff win he has, it was the Texans and a rookie in C.J. Stroud. I mean, I know, is that even, did, like, but, impressive? But did he choke or did the coaching staff choke as well? I know the players have to play. They didn't but run the ball, they, yeah. Th- their entire game plan all year was heavy on the run. Now, Lamar had the most passing yards in his career, I believe, in this MVP season that he's about to get next week in Vegas, his MVP award. But they ran the ball. They lean on Justice Hill and Gus Edwards early in the season before J.K. Dobbins got hurt. J.K. Dobbins. And then there was yeah. the, what was it, the Keen Mitchell kid that got hurt later in the year. Like, they leaned on him. Lamar Jackson in the rushing game. And they ran the ball six times with their running backs. So they so went weird. away. They, they completely changed from who they were as a football team. So, yeah, Lamar did not play well. He made bad decisions. The Chiefs frustrated him. All of that is true. But Todd Munkin, the O.C., Harbaugh, the head coach, like, did those guys, those guys might have choked, I would argue, Cody. I, I mean, based off of the game plan. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that's completely out of the question. I mean, when you're looking at this version of it, it's just hard not to put it somewhat like we do this with quarterbacks all the time. Like you and I talked about Mahomes in the uh, AFC title game against Burrow. You can have a bad AFC title game. Mahomes had his chance to beat Cincinnati the year that they went on to the Super Bowl, and he fell up short. But, I mean, Mahomes has also been in his fourth Super Bowl in five years, and I got all the evidence in the world yeah. to get there, and I get it. Mahomes makes getting to Super Bowls look way too easy. It's much harder. <laughs> it's way harder than he makes it look. But at the same time, like, I was ready to, like, I don't want to make one game make me decide on Lamar, but it's not one game. He's been in the league for five or six years now. He's made one conference title game, and the one he made, he sucked. He was yep. really bad in that game. And, yeah, part of it is because the Chiefs defense played him great, frustrated yeah, The him, game plan was terrific. Yeah, it was really bad. Really terrific bad. on the Chiefs side, really bad on the, the Ravens oh, side. Yeah. But why did the game plan also look – who got him out of their game plan? The Chiefs, you know what I mean? So sure. there, there's a balance there. It's never as simple as just flat out this quarterback sucked or choked. Look, he played one of his worst games of the season, if not the worst game of the season easily. That entire team did. It's not just that a team – you know, in Baltimore, I've seen a lot of discussion uh, that, oh, the Ravens just beat themselves. Well, you, I think that's a disservice to what the Chiefs were able to do as a football team for the very beginning, punched them in the mouth. Yeah. We're more physical. The game plan was, was phenomenal. Yes. Did the Ravens go away from running the ball way too early in the game? Yeah. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Did, did you watch? There were multiple plays that kind of signify the dominance of it. There's the one with Trey Smith. When that guy's on his back, he's already been completely pancaked and turtled. Yes. And Trey Smith is still just essentially like doing CPR to him <laughs> on the ground, just forcing his man to never get up. And then the other one was a Chris Jones play where he absolutely manhandled the left guard. Like, I mean, it was brutal. I can't believe it ended up being a pick six. When I watched the game live, I didn't remember thinking that play was that close to being seven points for the Chiefs. But, oh, my God, it was so close because he completely ruined, I mean, ruined the left guard 
I mean, you know, it was all like the, that man has a family stuff. But, yeah, like when you watch a couple of those plays, you're like, wow, they physically dominated the Ravens from the very beginning. Look, Lamar is going to have a couple more chances. We talked about this before yesterday. If you're a quarterback's name, Patrick Mahomes, you get to play in the Super Bowl. If you're a different quarterback in the AFC, good luck. Like, there's a lot of that, I understand. But he's a below Burrow but and Allen also, until he, otherwise. He proven. is, but it, you said, like, he'll have another chance. Like, the only guy that gets another chance for sure is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And, and if you're Lamar, you know next year, A, you're going to have to repeat to get back to that spot. And you, you, you'll you have a good team again. But most likely, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati will be a problem. And they'll be in the postseason again. So you're going to deal with them in your own division. Uh, you're going to have Josh Allen, the Bills, still somewhat in the mix. Who knows? The Texans maybe are better next year. You know, th- the Jets, I know we can make our jokes, but maybe with Aaron Rodgers next year, they actually are good. Who knows? Like, it, the Chargers with, with a, a competent head coach, are they more competitive? Like, it's only going to get tougher. It's not going to get easier if you're Baltimore. Like, for Mahomes, it doesn't matter who you throw at him. He's, he's going to find ways to win. But for, the, for the, the, the teams that are trying to compete to be the runner-up or at least – the, the team that gets the opportunity to bounce the Chiefs in the AFC title game, yeah. that competition is only going to get tougher for the, you know, Stroud. what I will view well, playing for second place. Yeah. That's the difference. I think the AFC, the reason why they've gotten so many good quarterbacks is they're all willing to bail on their mediocre quarterbacks faster. No one in the AFC is trying to, like, live a few years with Kirk Cousins. They're like, mm, that ain't going to get us anywhere. There's Stroud and Allen and Burrow and Mahomes. Like, what the hell, what good is it going to do us to have named veteran starter like they're not going to the alex smith chiefs era right they're like no we don't want the just pretty good veteran starter everyone has to just start from scratch draft a quarterback and pray and that's kind of what's happened and lately the afc has been doing a pretty good job of that drafting those guys that's why herbert and lawrence and strat like those guys are below somehow they're like the eighth best quarterback yeah. in the conference they'd be one or two in the nfc because the conference is loaded, and yet still one man stands, which is crazy. And then we talk about coaching with Harbaugh. It's so funny to watch like that and Campbell and you and I before the game. Before the game, you said, Andy's not going to change the way he is just because of that. And then all of a sudden. He was aggressive. Andy Reid, first and second quarter, going for it on fourth downs, showing more aggression. Now he got one, and he passed on a field goal and missed out on a second chance later. But I loved it. I have been saying this entire season, your defense is good enough to make up for when you don't get the points. This was a perfect example of that. Still won the game, even though you were aggressive. It didn't give you more points in this game, but it might give you more points in the next one, and that's why I want them going for it as often as he did. You know, is there a realization of of the defense that he has on top of that? Like, in that game, how how great they felt yeah. about their defensive game plan and what they are going to be able to do to Lamar Jackson. You know, you wonder if that's in the back of his mind with why right out of the gate he decided to go, was it fourth and two, fourth and three from the 40-something yard line? I'm talking about the first one, the one, the big conversion that they had to Travis Kelsey on the their first drive of the game or whatever. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that's in the back of their mind. Like, you just saw your defense force a three and out, so you're feeling like you're feeling great about your plan. It's working already. And I wonder if that's what also led to his decision. Like, like once you, they start playing that way, you're like, yeah. Now, late, I think take some chances now. I think maybe that's the format that that he's willing to go to early in the game. Maybe he's willing to go for the fourths, and later in the game, maybe oh, he's he more breaks. conservative. Yeah, like so. He if, hit the if, if you're gonna get him, half. if you're gonna get him to be aggressive early on fourth down or on fourth downs, it's gonna have to be early. Same thing will apply against the Niners later in the game when he's got a lead and he knows his defense. It reverts back to like, hey. I don't need to be in his mind, right? I don't yeah. need to be aggressive because I have the defense. So it's weird. The defense influences, I think, the decision making, but differently for him in the second half when he's got the lead, which I actually do make. I think it does make some sense. I wonder if he was emboldened by the three and out to start the game 
because he immediately went for a fourth down on the following drive. Like, they get the three and out goal, and you're like, ooh, all right. They got the ball. We deferred. It's immediately ours. Let's uh, let's see if we put a little heat on them, you know? Put a little pressure on the Ravens. See if they can compete at the same level we've been competing at. I liked the idea. I, I'd like more of it. I've told you I've liked more of it. But I was surprised Andy went that way, especially because what we said. He later on went back to old Andy. Like, they had, like, someone, someone was pointing out, like, maybe they just were offensively inefficient. I'm like, no, no, no. Go back and look at the play calling in that second half. Everything was like earlier when the Chiefs had no offensive, uh, like earlier in the season when they had no offensive flow. Every pass was like four yards behind the line of scrimmage or a screen or an outside hand. It was all so conservative by nature. Andy Reid at some point got a feel for that defense, and he was like, we're just going to shut it down. We're going to shut it down, and we're going to advance to the Super Bowl. And that was because it worked. I'm okay, but the aggression early felt like the right move for Andy. Cody and Gold brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Info at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. Coming up next, Vinny Pasquantino, our VetFL insider, gets his uh, thoughts on the Super Bowl. Plus, I believe he might be at the happiest place on earth. That's next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now joining Cody and Gold, it's your NFL insider, Royals first baseman, Vinny Pasquantino. We hate the Broncos. It is that time of the week where we check in with our VetFL insider from the Kansas City Royals, Vinny Pasquantino. I'm told that you might be waiting in a long line uh, test track or whatever it's called there at Epcot. I don't know. Maybe you got a pass that you just skip the line. I am currently over on the uh, right side of Epcot. We've done Finding Nemo. We've done Soren. Now I'm trying to try to find somewhere that's quiet to take this phone call. <laughs> it's impossible here just to let you guys know it is absolutely impossible to find somewhere quiet there's just music blaring in my ear right now in fairness you sound yeah. pretty clear I'm, I'm not gonna complain about the contact but i feel like tell me if i'm wrong I felt like last year around this time we also had you on from disney world do you go every year uh, yeah we go to orlando every year for a family vacation um and this year we moved it back like three weeks so it's at the end of january now instead of the beginning and uh yeah it's exciting uh, you know two weeks till spring so this is my last hoorah before uh, before getting ready for the season. Vinny, what's your favorite Disney movie of all time? Uh, Finding Nemo, probably, mostly because since I don't have kids, I don't exactly really watch them anymore. I'm I'm trying to get away from them. So when I do have kids, it's exciting for me when I watch them all as well. Smart. Now, we, uh, we're we headed to Vegas next week. I don't know if you heard the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, Vinny. Uh, yet again, it just kind of happens on, on a regular basis these days. So we will be in Vegas for a week. Uh, we've been quite a few times to Vegas, but I understand you were just there for the bachelor party. So we need some advice. Full week, what should we do? What should we do? Uh, probably just stay in your hotel and just play video games or something. That's probably, uh, that's probably the best advice. Vegas for the Super Bowl is crazy. Um, I'm sure at some point somebody's going to make a push to just put it there every year because it's just what the party capital of the world. So let's just let's just have it in Vegas. Uh, good luck to the guys. Uh, I'm I'm assuming I don't know how long teams will go out to the Super Bowl, but I'm going to assume they're not going to go out there for the whole week. No, they, they actually have do have to because of media stuff. Yeah. They got to get out yeah. there on like Monday. 
that's sweet. So good for those guys. I'm sure they're not going to be on the strip or anything. No, so, no, yeah, yeah. They uh, well, the good thing for the Chiefs is they've been in the Super Bowl so much recently. They know how to handle this week. So this this won't be a shock for any of those guys and. They'll be looking forward to it. I know a couple of weeks ago you told us that this team felt like it had pressure to win anyway, especially because of the off-season moves. But I always just assume that like the amount of success the team across the parking lot has makes you want to succeed even more. Is that how it works inside the the locker room? Kinda, I guess. But since our seasons are so separate, it's more so about like we just need to do our jobs. It's mostly about the fans. It's not even about the Chiefs. It's like. Hey, you guys! For half the year, you're getting you're getting to see something pretty special. We'd like to just make it a full year experience and uh, just have Kansas City rocking all the time. Maybe we'll get an NBA team. Then they can, you know, these next few weeks, the NBA team can take over in June. They can go to the playoffs. Same. Let's get a hockey team too. Let's just get four sports and just load it up. <laughs> I, I, I definitely with you there. I think everybody would love that as we're talking to Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider. When you go back to Sunday and see what the Chiefs were able to do, I mean, that was just a dominant performance. And we've been giving a lot of props to this defense to do what they did to Lamar Jackson. We haven't seen that all year from anybody against Lamar. Yeah, it was impressive. It was super impressive to see how they were able to just kind of bottle him up. I know he ran for what? Was it like 60 yards, something like that? Um, but for the most part, I mean, he didn't do really anything. So that was exciting to see from that defense just because it hasn't really been done to him all year. So to be able to do it in the AFC Championship like that, at you know, in Baltimore too, they got to fight off some demons with the, uh, you know, the, oh, can they win on the road? Well, if we don't have to go on the road, why would we need to win on the road? And this year they were able to prove that uh, they can do it on the road. The only thing that I think is hilarious is people – saying, oh, this is the worst worst Chiefs team we've had in the past few years, so this is the year you should have beaten us. It's like, slow down, guys. <laughs> slow down. Slow down. They're clearly an elite football team and have been. So uh, still a really good team. It's still impressive to win, and, uh, yeah, it's good. Enjoy it. Like I texted you the other day, Cody, enjoy it. Yeah, it's kind of tough. I mean, there's no way to, like, I imagine from any, any outsider perspective, be like, Oh, you guys are just so greedy. Don't even understand how good you got. I'm like, I understand. And I think most football fans understand. This is where like you rooting for the jets and watching Tom Brady, they make it look a lot easier than it really is. Don't think that it's as easy to get to and win Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes makes it, you know? Well, and I think the beautiful thing for uh, a lot of people are getting on Mahomes for the whole, you know, the, when they lost against the bills and he got mad after the game and it's like, all right, well, you have to be gracious in defeat and victory. Screw that. Like that's what you want in your in your guy is that I'm gonna go attack this win no matter what I'm not okay with losing like people keep saying oh Lamar's gonna get one Josh Allen's gonna get one well they have to do it right yeah and you guys have a guy that's leading your team that's like no I'm just gonna go do this every year like this is just what I'm gonna do and it's working and it's awesome to see and yeah it's been great because at first you know six years ago or whatever it was oh yes finally somebody's gonna take down the uh, Patriots like let's go Chiefs the whole country and now. You know, the, it's the Batman thing. Uh, you live long enough to become the villain. So that's, you know, the Chiefs are in their villain era right now, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, definitely got to embrace the uh, embrace the hate. I didn't know if that was the villain era part. I didn't know if that was a nod to Taylor? Taylor Swift a little bit, Vinny. I mean, it kind of has to be, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, they're on top of the world, so <laughs> good for them. The 49ers, uh, it's a rematch from the 2019-2020 uh, Super Bowl. We know the Chiefs won that one against Jimmy Garoppolo. Now it's Brock Purdy. What, what, do, you, what do you think the, the matchup is to watch overall? We'll have a chance next week to talk more about the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the exact matchup is because, like I've said a ton of times, I'm not good enough with football schemes and stuff to know, but I would think it would be how is the All-Stars of or the Pro Bowlers 
the the Avengers from the 49ers offense. How are, how is this defense gonna gonna be able to contain them? So we'll see. You know, the Lions had them going pretty good in the first half, and then things kind of fell apart for them. So it's you know, I think the Chiefs. Oh man, I just think the Chiefs might kill them. Do are you a Brock Purdy believer? I'm not a Brock Purdy hater. I don't understand the whole. Oh well, we don't know how good he is because his team's so good. Like, what does that mean? You want his team to be worse so he can prove that he's better. Like, I just that's what you're supposed to do is like have a good team. So I'm confused. That makes me so mad. Like people ripping him because he's not that good. But he's still leading his team to the Super Bowl. So he's good enough. Isn't that good? So I don't. I don't really understand what the. Uh, I don't understand the hate towards him because of that. I mean. And to be honest, I say this as a guy who was drafted later, too. I mean, he's not supposed to be doing what he's doing, no matter who's on his team. So you can't just, you know, whatever. Maybe in that scheme, you can just throw a quarterback in there and he can do whatever he wants. But it's it's really fun to watch and see what he's doing because it's pretty special and it's never really happened before with a guy. I mean, Kurt Warner, right? He's the other example yep. of a guy drafted this late. or He wasn't drafted, right? Right, right, right. Warner. So it's just crazy to see. Um, because like people will make the people will say that Mahomes was drafted late and he went ten, right? <laughs> so you know he went how many picks after that? It's just crazy to see uh, to see what they're doing. Yeah, Mister Irrelevant is in the Super Bowl for the 49ers. We'll talk more about that game maybe with you next week. But as you said, it's kind of your last few weeks before you head off to spring. You were at Royal Rumble, weren't you, this past weekend? Yeah, I was at the Royal Rumble on Saturday night, and I was at a Magic game uh, Sunday night. So it's been a it's been a fun uh, yeah it's been a fun little trip so far, and yeah, I'm enjoying the rest of my off season before I head out there, and I'm really excited to get going. People you- on the text line were asking if you had a, did you meet anyone at Royal Rumble, like anybody that I'm, I'm assuming they want to know if you met any famous wrestlers. No, I did not. Um, I I did see a few at the hotel. I ended up being at the hotel where everybody was staying, so I saw a bunch of people, but. I know how it is when you're at a hotel and people come up to you. So I'm, I'm going to let them work and I didn't bother anybody. All right, Vinny, before you leave Disney, are you going home or are you coming straight to the Royals rally this Saturday? I'm coming straight to the Royals rally on uh, Friday morning, I believe. Uh, and then, you know, I'll be there for the whole thing. I did get an invite to go to the Kansas basketball game on Saturday against Houston. Dude, you got to um, go. Can't go because oh, I have obligations. So, crossover. so that would have been cool. But I'm more excited to see all the Royals fans uh, out there at the K on on Saturday. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, Royals rally Saturday, at 10 a.m. to to I think 6:45 or so at a Kauffman Stadium. You got, have you been to the Fieldhouse by the way? You mentioned have you been before? No, never been. I'd really like to go. Yeah, I think you, it'd be really fun to go. But yeah, I mean, I will be there the whole time on Saturday too. So I, I 10 to 10 to 6:45. I'm locked in. So come on out and see us. That reminder, you can go to Royals.com. I think there's still tickets people can purchase for that event. Appreciate it, Vinny. Enjoy the rest of the time off before you head back to KC on Saturday. Yep, sounds good. Thanks, guys. There you go. That's Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider. And, yeah, you want to check out Royals Rally. I know Vern's going to be out there as well. I think he's Vern's on the air maybe like at 9 a.m. on, yeah, on Saturday, so. if I remember right from seeing that a week or two ago. So uh, it is getting close. I know it doesn't feel like it, we're here in Kansas City, football season's always extended because the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. But it, baseball is right around the corner. It's wild now that these things run into each other because the Super Bowl got pushed back a week later, too. So now the Royals have their fan rally a week before now the Chiefs are yeah. playing in the Super Bowl. Right. And I get it. They plan it for Pro Bowl week. Smart. And this is kind of great if you're a Chiefs and Royals fan, if you just like Kansas City sports, you get to go out to the Royals rally. Gives you something to do on the weekend while you're waiting for the Super Bowl to kick around, right? Get that week off normally. You're like, oh, what am I going to do with my time? Head down to the Royals rally.
Then he says he's going to be there for the full eight hours. Whole bunch of players are going to be there. Good chance to get autographs, meet Vinny. Yeah, Bobby Wood Jr. is going like to be there. Tell him you like his NFL analysis, whatever. Yeah, Bobby Wood Jr. will be there. Again, it depends on what slot you have to select a time slot uh, to be out there and purchase tickets for. But uh, it'll be nice to see people back out at Kauffman Stadium. And hopefully the way things are going, it's also weather-wise should be nice. I know a lot yeah. of the stuff is like all indoors, but still, it's still going out to Kauffman Stadium. And I think we're, we lucked out weather-wise here in, in Kansas City for all this. Might be just as nice here as it is in Vegas. Yeah, we did take a peek. Again, nobody's feeling bad for anybody. <laughs> no, but, uh, I don't think uh, so. But uh, it looks like it'll be 50 and rainy all week in Vegas next week. Again. Cursed life. You know, What a live. terrible, terrible thing for yeah, us. Yeah, Horrible. I know, you know. I don't know how we'll survive. No. Uh, so thanks to Vinny for, for joining us. Reminder, though, our NFL playoff coverage on 610 Sports Radio is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We keep mentioning this defense because we should. It's been stellar. And you, you think about how young they are. Uh, defensively, the defensive line before the season, that was actually a talking point of how young it they are. They got two years younger on average on the D line heading into the season. They're like, they got better. Av- average age was 25. Now, as you, as you pointed out, we were talking earlier off air, Felix and Udike Uzama helps the, the age average. A Trading little bit. him for Frank Clark mm, shifts that, that down a notch, but the rest of this defense, they're going to have some decisions to make in the off season, whether or not they can retain Chris Jones. You know, that seems like a very difficult thing to be able to do, but Legereus Sneed, you could be able to sign him to a long-term deal. Otherwise, McDuffie's still on a rookie deal. Uh, obviously, uh, you, you take a look at Carl Loftus still on a rookie deal. Nick Bolton has one year left on the deal. And Minihue, I know the injury sucks right now, but he's on under contract next year. You got guys uh, like Justin Reed that are still under contract next year. We can keep going through the position. Yeah. There's other individuals like Tranquil that they have to make decisions on. But how, how long can they be good? Now, I don't know about being number one good. No, but top five, top yeah. ten good is what you care about. Defensive runs, as I've told you, they last a lot longer than offensive runs because quarterback play and all that stuff and age of players. When I look at the, the Chiefs roster, I think they got top five defensive play for the next two years. like, and, and that's like minimum, right? Maybe it's longer depending on how you draft. But to say that I think that they can be comparable to this level of defensive play for the next two seasons says a lot. And I think, now I will say, it is contingent on Legereus Need remaining a member of this team. Because if he's not a member and neither is Chris Jones, next year's way more up in the air than we want to admit. Maybe it can slide to 10 to 14 or that range for defensive ability. But just as long as Legereus Sneed is back, look across. Williams and Watson, Sneed and McDuffie. So you still have the league's best cornerback quadrant. Okay, you're square there. You still got a, a, a year left on Justin Reed's contract. Brian Mike, Cook will be back. Brian Cook will be back. Shamari Connor will be back. Okay, Mike Edwards, that's a one-year safety. You can go out and find that again. Secondary is just as good. You might lose Willie Gay. I, you know, like just as long as you find a comparable vet, like maybe Drew Tranquil comes back. I don't think there's a huge drop off coming there. You can find. I mean, these are both athletic, athletic linebackers. Yes, though, but right? you can find that in the draft. You can find that if it's linebacker, right? Well, I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not saying it's worse, but like it's comparable. And then you got to figure out defensive line. There's a couple of years based on their age, running out contracts and stuff like that. If you draft well, it could be longer, but I think you can at least write out two years or plan on two years of play of them being at least this level, if not even slightly better, depending on how some yeah. of these guys develop. I mean, honestly, the key, of course, it's the players, but also as long as Spags is his defensive coordinator, I mean, he's got the talent to work with on top of it now, which is why they're the number one defense. But even as we discussed yesterday in 2019, 2020, 2021, when the defense wasn't anywhere near this level, when it mattered most, 
you saw the improvement as the year went on with these defenses. I think it was, I don't know, Cody, before the season, you and I went back and looked. Uh, the, the track record of Steve yeah. Spagnuolo as a coordinator, and up until this year where it's just been great all year, typically, even back in his days, wait a bit. it always was, hey, the first six or seven weeks of the season, maybe not the best. And then you could tell the development and the team got more comfortable understanding the system, and they were much. They always trended in the right direction when it mattered most. And that was the case in his time in Kansas City. The difference is this year, uh, they've been great from the beginning. They got unbelievable talent on the defensive side to go with his scheme. And one thing that, that players have talked about is not only how much they love Spags, but he's a great teacher in terms of making everything seem easy. Like these very complex schemes that, that those of us that didn't play football, it's very, very difficult to understand. He's great at making it simplified yeah. for these young players that are getting used to playing in the NFL. It's the reason why I think last year, going back to all the time that Jalen Watson got and Trent, I mean, Trent McDuffie was always going to get playing time, but still Jalen Williams, Williams yeah. Jonah Williams, because of injuries in the secondary, they came up with huge plays in the postseason. That experience is also why this defense is so good this year. And in a weird way, I feel better about the possibility of tranquil coming back for one more year because he's sending out the cool screenshots of the texts between him and Andy Reid, when Andy Reid's like, we need you thinking rings, with an S, by the way, and seeing red, and then Tranquil saying, thanks, coach, you know, just kind of think about it or whatever. That was a cool, that was a cool was thing neat. he shared. It was really neat. Yeah, Drew Tranquil last night, obviously reminiscing about last offseason when he was, you know, he's got, offers of, he's got offers from other teams. The Chiefs weren't the only team interested in, in his services. And yeah, it was a screenshot. The, the actual part that was cut off was above it, but it also said, if you, this is from Andy to Drew, if you need to talk, my phone is on ring, which is just fantastic, by the way. <laughs> Till then, see red and think Super Bowls with a winky emoji. Yeah. Uh, then he responded, thanks, coach. I'll call you if any questions pop up today as we process the decision. And Andy's response was perfect. That was clearly an exchange they had before I, he had signed in Kansas City. The yep. other part that was crazy is uh, he apparently uses international 24-hour clock. I used to um, use that when I used to work in courier work. That makes – but why is anyway, – So I was just used to it? Maybe on opening night, the very important question can be asked to Drew Tranquil. I got to know about that. And his phone's at 6% battery, which would drive me crazy. That was nuts. But also, under underrated storyline. I didn't peg Andy Reid for an emoji user. In the same sentence as he said, I have my phone on the ring or on <laughs> ring, on rod ring, on ring. I didn't have Andy Reid pegged as a, like he searched in the bar, a winky eye emoji. <laughs> like, we've, heard, I, we've heard stories. I mean, when they signed, I just didn't when, see that coming, I'll be honest. When they tried to get Juju to sign here, you know, a couple of years back, yeah. that, right? The story was that he sent pictures the of ring. the Lombardi trophy wouldn't or you, whatever. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be your biggest pitch? Anybody be like, oh, sorry. Sorry, I missed your call. And he's just like holding all the trophies they've won. Like, yeah. I was busy polishing these Super Bowl trophies. I'm sorry, you want to talk about signing here? <laughs> um, we win a lot here, which is cool. And that was the whole thing. Like, Drew Tranquil had admitted during that process, part of what he wanted was he wanted to be on a team that was winning. That was a big part of what was going on. He was like, he'd been playing with the Chargers. He's probably getting real sick of losing, especially to the Chiefs. And he wanted to be on a team that had a chance to win a Super Bowl. Well, shows up one year, he's in the Super Bowl. I imagine that would encourage you to do it. I think that that could cover the gap, what we're talking about for this. Hey, can the defense – that can cover the Willie Gig gap for a year. We've seen Drew Tranquil, even though he's not as athletic as either of those guys, they don't seem to notice defensively when either Nick Bolton or Willie Gay has gone, just as long as Drew Tranquil is available, and Leo he's, Chanel, who can fill up some of the other guys. What a steal. I mean, honestly, what a steal. Oh, yeah. The signing – I was just trying to verify to see what – one year, three million bucks. Three million bucks for this dude that stepped in when Bolton was out with the the wrist injury or whatever for you know what was it six weeks something like that eight weeks and, and then this past week as you pointed out Willie Gay of course the late scratch with the neck injury like yeah. 
one year, $3 million, you've gotten way more out of Drew Tranquil than what that contract says. you got to be thrilled. I mean, trying to figure out what was the best signing from Brett Veach. You know, and the, Mike Edwards at times has been sensational for this team. Amenihu, we set up Amenihu. to this point. Yeah, I mean, we can go on and on and there on. There are a lot of really good free agent signings that cost maybe, what, $10 million total for the one year? I know Amenihu was a two-year $20 million deal, yeah. so maybe $15 million for every single player. Look, and that's the other part about the – it's just the same thing. It's if if you hit at the rate – what he did was he had a perfect 10 out of 10 draft two years ago. And this year's draft wasn't a 10 out of 10, but his offseason signings were. Instead, he just hit, you know, like 1,000 for, like, didn't miss. Took 10 shots and buried them all. He Steph Curry his entire offseason signing list. That's incredible. That's why they're where they're at again. This is back-to-back years where you could give Brett Veach a lot of credit. Could they have gotten to the Super Bowl last year had they not had the draft and relied on the rookies they needed to to get there? The answer is probably no. Could they have gotten to the Super Bowl this year without Tranquil and Mike Edwards and Aminihu? I don't think so. No, I mean, I know it takes everything. I know it takes Mahomes. It takes, but like, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. So as much as the the wide receiver room has been ultra frustrating, and clearly they needed more in that spot, they they made the right moves in other areas that still allowed them to get to a Super yeah. Bowl. And now, yeah, this this next offseason, they got big decisions to make. But you asked the question, how long can this defense be great? And we were talking about it from a strictly you know player and then Spags. Well, as long as Brett Veach is the general manager of this team, I think this defense can be great for a while because he yeah. continues to make the right moves. And we'll see long-term what the first-round pick from this past year's draft turns out to be in Felix. And I think it's way too early, as I've said over and over, for anybody to definitively say one thing either way bust or he's going to be great neither we don't have the answer on either yeah incomplete. i have no idea he's got the old eye for the uh, that's right card. that's right yeah yeah get, get the incomplete on there i got that one time i told you i had to fight with an instructor over it i went to the class took the tests got a's and then she gave me an incomplete she's like have i ever met you before i was like i've been in your class i was the first time i'm one of the wait most hold on well, you, got an, you got an incomplete because you hadn't met the teacher no i had met the teacher but she claimed I hadn't. I went to a marketing So what was class. her reasoning for it, though? If you were completing she, all the assignments. She was acting like she had never met me before in my life. So I had taken all the tests. I had gotten A's. I had completed all the yeah. assignments. I got an I. I go to the instructor uh-huh. in college, and I'm like, hey, this says I got an incomplete. Can you tell me why? She's like, well, it's nice seeing you for the first time this semester. So she got you confused. And I thought this was a joke. I thought this was a big, hilarious joke. And she's like, I haven't seen you all semester. I'm like, what do you mean? I've literally been here the entire time. Like, at some point, I had to, like, leave the room because I was, like, I was going yeah, insane. I'm yeah. like, this is insane. Like, this, and I had to take it up to the dean and all that stuff. Never got that great. Had to retake that class. Oh, are you serious? I thought there was a mistake, as in she truly just thought you were a different student. She was pretending like she'd never met me before. And then she's like, there's an attendance sheet. And I was like, there's not. Can you provide it? And she's like, no. It's like, it doesn't exist. Well, did you not have record of the assignments you completed? Yes. Well, then how the it hell? It matter. They're like, oh, how not? not? Dude, I don't know. Yeah, I'm this, still mad about it. Not it's like up. 10 years ago. <laughs> something's I've not never got up. that great. Yeah, something's not adding up. I had to stand in a room with her, and she's like, I've never, this student did not come to my class one time. And I thought, uh, like, I was like, this this is, did this, you, this has got to be a hilarious joke. Did you, I mean, obviously you did say, like, did you, like here, I have proof that you graded my yes. assignments. I said, why did, she's like, you only, like, you must have only been showing up for the tests. Is that true? Also, no, it's not true. <laughs> but also, if it was, <laughs> hey, if it was, how tough is your class, lady? I got an A on every test and apparently never showed up here. I guess I didn't need this marketing uh, class. He's, he's, I already knew it. We've, we've, we've reopened the wounds. We've reopened uh, the wounds. He's fired up about it. Oh, God, That's crazy. Still man. mad at that lady. And where did you go to? Co- where did you go to college? This was when I was taking. This wasn't even UMKC. Oh, this, wa- oh okay. this was before. This was at community college. Okay. Uh, okay. Interesting. Man. <laughs> 
Have you That's ever had, have you had one of those moments, Alex, where where you were in college and something a professor messed something up and you were just, you were just fuming mad and it and it ended up not going in your favor? Nothing the professor did or anything. No, the worst the worst feeling I ever had when I was taking a class in college. I true I I I was a, I was a history minor and so I had a. I had one big cl- history buff. Yeah, big history buff. I, I had one class, and I kid you not, it was the the worst feeling ever. I, I go to class, I kid you not, and I, my mind, I wasn't like a great student, but I wasn't a terrible student either. And I went to class one day. I'm sitting there, and they're like, "Oh, go ahead and pass your essays forward today." And I kid you not, guys, about it, I, I about just died right there. You're like, ah, oh, no. what what essay? This happened. I don't know, maybe sophomore <laughs> year. I'm like, what? In my mind, I'm like, what? So I, of course, pack up my backpack immediately, Cody, and I haul ass out. I leave before class. You're like, like, I got to get out of here. And so then I am, I go back, and I'm scrambling to type the quickest freaking essay ever and all this, and I had to lie a little bit. I did. I did have to lie a little bit and <laughs> say, I, uh, I, I, had, I had a lie. I'll just put it that way. I had a lie. I had a lie. Happens. And uh, I had to meet with the professor, and the professor was understanding and everything. Mm. We were good. But it was the quickest I had ever had to write an essay in my life. That's a bad feeling. It was the worst feeling, man. You're like, oh, The God. worst. It, I, I don't know how it happened. It was sophomore year. It was not good. Not good. I would have done the same I did thing. Not fail, I, I did not fail the class. I, I think I oh, got like a B minus or something in that class. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't even tell you the name of the class. That's how, that's how bad it was. It's marketing. History everybody of, some, has history those of something. Mine was like a 200-level marketing class. Yeah. Like think in college, everybody has that one moment where you yeah. just get like fuming mad. That was that was pretty. I was like, I think she could see like she could see the level of mad you were getting where they like take that half step back. Like, oh, is everything going to be okay? Like, I'm going to attack you. I'm just mad. This is crazy. You're telling me something that's just objectively (laughs) not true. Yeah. All right. Glad we uh, reopened your wound there. I'm going to be mad about this the rest of the day. (laughs) Up next, though, let's get back to the Chiefs here. We'll get to the 11 o'clock hour on Cody and Gold and why Cody says the offense is suddenly working in the playoffs. And we will address the old Instagram video that went viral over the weekend.